This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, other than the Marine Corps, recruiting struggles continue across the military. The IG at the Energy Department says she needs more funding. And federal employees may soon see better access to child care services. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, April 20th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The IRS is finalizing plans to rebuild its workforce over the next decade. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel says he's working on a more complete picture of the agency's hiring plans over the next decade. The IRS recently announced it will hire 10,000 employees by the end of this fiscal year and hire another 10,000 employees by the following year. The IRS is managing this hiring through nearly $80 billion in the Inflation Reduction Act. Werfel says those funds dramatically improved taxpayer services this filing season. This year, we proved that dramatic improvement is possible. The question is whether we can continue to improve. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Energy Department's Inspector General urges Congress to give her office more funding. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The Energy Department's IG is sounding the alarm bells that our office doesn't have the resources needed to oversee the agency's budget that has tripled over the last few years. Terry Donaldson tells the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee that her office receives the third smallest amount of funding among all IG offices among CFO Act agencies. As it is now, we're about $180 million short in our base budget and over $300 million short in connection with IIJ, CHIPS Act, IRA, and the legislation for Puerto Rico. Big numbers. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. With the exception of the Marine Corps, all of the military services expect to see a recruiting shortfall this year. The services told the House Armed Services Committee on Wednesday about their struggles to recruit service members. The Army and the Air Force each expect to fall short of their goals by 10,000 recruits. The Navy expects a deficit of 6,000 sailors. The Space Force, meanwhile, reported it'll reach its target of 700 off-the-street Guardian recruits, but is unsure if it'll reach its target of an additional 700 transfers from other services. As wildfire seasons worsen, federal firefighters raise their voices on Capitol Hill. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman was there. Low wages, staffing shortages, and poor workplace conditions are top of mind for federal firefighters and their union leaders. They're calling on Congress to invest in a permanent pay raise for the federal first responders. National Federation of Federal Employees President Randy Irwin explains. We need substantially better pay, more boots on the ground, improved mental health and medical services, affordable, livable housing, and more. We need these things and we need them to get done this year in Congress. A temporary pay raise for federal firefighters granted under the bipartisan infrastructure law will expire this September. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency looks to help federal employees better understand supply chain risks. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the latest. CISA's new Cyber Supply Chain Risk Management Program is developing training for federal employees. 
The training program is called Advancing Sea Scrim Readiness and Maturity for Operational Resilience, or ARMOR. Sean Leblanovitz, lead for CIS's Sea Scrim program, says ARMOR will start with the pilot phase. We're going to take a few agencies through it to help us tweak it and get it right and get it out to the rest of government and possibly industry. The training program comes as agencies have to comply with an increasing set of cyber and software security requirements. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. USA.gov and USA.gov in Spanish got a facelift. The General Services Administration used funding from the American Rescue Plan Act to better incorporate buttons, visual cues, and user-friendly content. The Technology Transformation Service developed the sites using the GSA-led U.S. web design system that focuses on user feedback and human-centered design. GSA believes the improvements will provide a smoother, more direct path to answers for commonly asked questions like how to report scams. In one test, users saved about five minutes compared with the previous version of the English and Spanish language sites when they looked up their elected officials on the federal, state, and local levels. Federal employees may soon see better access to child care services. A White House executive order directs the Office of Personnel Management to review its child care subsidy policy. The Biden administration tells OPM to consider making changes to make the program more equitable and accessible to feds. Individual agency heads are also encouraged to expand employee access to child care services through federal child care centers, child care subsidies, or contracted care providers. The Defense Department needs to improve management of its installations. The Government Accountability Office reported the department has at least $13 billion in deferred facility maintenance costs, and it faces at least $91 billion in future environmental liability costs. GAO said DOD is adopting a new system to estimate facility maintenance requirements and standardize facility condition data across the department. However, there are delays in using the system. GAO wants the Pentagon to improve its data, strengthen oversight, and increase transparency to better manage its installations. The Department of Veterans Affairs is one step closer to getting a new second-in-command. President Joe Biden intends to nominate current VA Chief of Staff Tanya Bradshaw to serve as the agency's Deputy Secretary. Bradshaw is a combat veteran who served more than 20 years in the Army, retiring as a lieutenant colonel. Prior to joining the VA, she served on the White House National Security Council and as the Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs at the Department of Homeland Security. The VA's last permanent Deputy Secretary, Donald Remy, stepped down earlier this month. The Department of Homeland Security is making progress on some major cybersecurity goals. In response to a recent audit, DHS's chief information officer noted that 93% of the department's accounts now use multi-factor authentication, and DHS has increased its centralized patching capability to cover 88% of the department's endpoints. DHS also noted that the vast majority of its systems are in compliance with security standards as 97% of the department's systems have an up-to-date authority to operate and contingency plan. The Senate falls short in a vote to end the Department of Veterans Affairs abortion policy. In a 51-48 to 48 vote, senators failed to repeal the VA's interim final rule that allows its clinicians to provide abortions in cases of rape, incest, or situations 
than endanger the life or health of the mother. That rule applies in states that otherwise restrict access to an abortion. Senators Tommy Tuberville of Alabama and Joe Manchin of West Virginia led the resolution, which the White House says the president will veto if it makes it to his desk. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, April 20th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 